Hello. <laughs> Welcome back to Let's Talk Movies. I'm Brad. I'm Miguel, guys. And we are talking Resident Evil tonight. Yes, we are. Yes, we are. Yes, we are. Yes, we are. Now we're going to get filthy with each other. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> I know. Okay. I know what you said. <laughs> filthy. Okay. Let's get filthy, guys. That's our, new, that's our new tag. Without a doubt. That's a new hashtag. What? Ready, guys? Let's get filthy. We're going to change the name. Let's get filthy. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> this podcast. We're on a roll. I'm we're sorry, We're not off guys. to a good start. No, guys, welcome we would... back to Let's Talk Movies. I'm Miguel. <laughs> You're Miguel. Okay. Yep. Nope. This is great. We're all, we're off to a great start. My guys, we've been on this. We've been talking to each other for about like an hour. I'm just saying. We've just been really fucking around been. at this point. We've been... But, crapping with each other for an hour straight Pretty i'm much. opening i'm opening my beer it's time yeah it's all right what are you drinking tonight um this i gotta look at the name hold on oh come on well guys i am drinking uh a gatorade and a country boy because as julia said i need to respect the local breweries out here this is a rheingeist wowie Meet the wild child, our tropical troublemaker with effervescent intentions. This ale pairs bright pineapple with apple and tart passion fruit and sensual caramel. <laughs> Wowie. Wowie. Wowie, right? It's pretty yeah. good. It's good. To it's, I'm not wild about the aftertaste, but it's all right. Yeah, no one is about local breweries, but it's all good. It's not bad. But... You'd literally pay eight bucks for like the weird aftertaste. I'm not going to lie. <laughs> Everything else just tastes like beer. That's fine. All right, guys. Tonight we are talking Resident Evil. Um, jokes aside, this is a um, it's a real uh, it's a passionate one for me. I um, as much as I'm a Halloween fan and I'm a horror fan, Resident Evil is um, it's kind of the reason that I'm I am a movie fan and that I am a horror fan and that I got into all that stuff because I played the Resident Evil games when I was a kid and I got super into them with my dad. That was you know some still to this day something that we you know we do um we call each other all the time i'm i'm he's in the middle of playing through four again i'm playing through seven for the second time so um he just likes seeing people die at this point i don't know like that's me? something he's like to, yeah no you uh, big horror people horror is all about people dying resident evil is all not. about people dying it's not all about people dying it's about story man you gotta tell mm-hmm. a good story that's the that's bottom line you're telling a good story seriously I'm just saying, I'm I'm pretty sure you keep a kill count on every single movie you've watched. No, I don't keep a kill count. Don't lie to me. I do not keep a kill count. I like a good story, and you know what? I it's I I like it. It's good. That's fine. I like it too. <laughs> Otherwise, we wouldn't be talking about this. I'm just exactly. saying, I like Resident Evil. The only problem is people are gonna be hating me because I liked Resident Evil Six. I thought that had a decent story. Okay, I liked Resident Evil that. Six, but was Resident Evil Six as good as four or five? No. Okay, I'm sorry. Uh, it had a lot more characters and a lot more stories. It yeah, it was pretty huge, but everybody wants to stick to a singular story, but whatever, I guess. I thought it was dope. But anyways. Uh, I think Resident Evil, Resident Evil is not a singular story. 
Do you know yeah. how many spinoffs there are of that game? Exactly. And that's what Resident Evil 6 was. It was basically like a shit ton of spinoffs that turned that overall compelled into like one singular story. Like they all met up at one point or another. And I thought yeah. it was dope. I, I don't know. I, I, the thing about Resident Evil 6 is I got, I got too confused with who, like, there was so much going on in six. Like I couldn't keep straight. Like I would play through Leon's. And then by the time I got done with Leon and I went back to do Chris, I was like, uh, what the, I forgot what had happened before. Like, it was like, I don't know. There was just too much going on. If they would have done it, like they did lost in nightmares in five, where it was like an added, like expansion pack thing to the main game. I think that would have been fine. But I don't know. It was fine. I enjoyed six. I actually, I'm wanting to buy the the remakes now that they're remaking them. I want to get two and three, and I want to like once I beat seven, I want to replay through all of them. That's my that's my goal. I think they're probably not going to remake six. I'm not going to lie. They're going to be like, all right, guys. Well, I think gonna... six is too new. They they're going to remake four, which is crazy to me because I feel like four is not that old, but it came out in like 2004 or five. Well, so, it, was I mean, I guess it was on the fucking PlayStation two. Like that shit got canceled. Like I don't know, last year, right? PS2. Yeah. I don't know. Like the server, the servers went down. You you know you know how like, you know how like in the storyline, like there's there's a story out there about about Halo. Like I forgot which Halo game it was, but the servers went down. But as long as you were on it, you were still in the servers and you're able to play multiplayer. There was like a group of like five friends that stayed on the server and they've been playing you know every other weekend that's the biggest (laughs) that's cool that's the the biggest bro story i've ever heard in my fucking life that's pretty that's that's pretty brilliant so dude you want to get real you talk about playing cod with people which i'm never a cod guy i've never been a call of duty guy i i just haven't ever been i like a game with a story but you play the resident evil mercenaries with other people online Is it get bad? Like it's good. It gets it's fun. It's fun. I used to do it on five all the time because like when I was when five came out, like you remember? Do you remember when Resident Evil Five came out? I wasn't into Resident Evil at that time. Not gonna lie. We, I sure was, and it was it came out like at the same time as the PS3, like when the PS3 dropped, and I remember we went. I had saved money for like a year leading up to it. And I had pre-ordered the game, the gold edition of the game, and we spent like eight or nine hundred dollars of like money I had saved up and like Christmas money and just like all kinds of shit. And we bought the PS3 and we bought Resident Evil 5 and two controllers. I remember doing it. We went to Lexington and got it. That was nine hundred dollars. That was a really big deal to me. I remember that. And then Tinkerbell knocked it off. She walked through the cable. I had the controller plugged up and our dog, <laughs> she walked through it and knocked it off and broke the PlayStation. So now my parents have a new PlayStation 3. Oh my God, that's all. Awesome. Yeah. RIP Tank, man. I miss her. I know, man. I miss her a lot. I think about her a lot, actually. She was a good yeah. dog, man. She was, even though she broke your fucking PS3. That is true. She did break my <laughs> PS3, but it's okay. It's okay. I forgive you. I love you. <laughs> all right. So but what are we talking about? We had a little bit of movie news. We do. Which I want to spring on us. Okay. Let me get this pulled up. Disktop. All right. Oh, we screen sharing now. Okay. We this man said we weren't going to screen share this episode, but he decided to. He finally well, learned how to do it. And I swear to God, it's like one of his new hobbies that he does. Well, I lied. 
I, okay. I, I, I lie about these things. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so um, something that really struck me as interesting, the, 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 the new news this week is kind of stuff that I just think is either hilarious or really interesting. <laughs> um, and one of them was that Steven Spielberg is, and it's the most Steven Spielberg thing I've ever heard in my entire life. He's writing and adapting a coming of age story, like a biopic type thing about his own life. That sounds pretentious as fuck. I don't think I, I don't think he is because from what I understand, um, it's not necessarily about him. Um, the the comicbook.com article, which you're looking at right now, um, it says Spielberg will direct a project which has an Oscar has Oscar nominee Michelle Williams attached to star. Um, filming is scheduled to begin this summer. It'll debut next year. Um, the young character won't be named Steven. So it's not, I guess, I guess it's not technically Steven Spielberg himself. It's just based on him. And it's set in the fifties and sixties when he was growing up. Um, I don't know. I just thought that was interesting. I I don't really know anything about his life leading up to him being a a director. You know what I mean? Yeah. Nobody does. And uh, so is this going to be just about our savage? (laughs) Yes. I mean, no one knows what Spielberg did at a young age. I don't think anyone fucking cares. No, I'm kidding. People care. But I'm just like, is it going to be just like, how can I put this? An adaptation. So it's just going to be about, like, he's going to, like, the movie is going to be about some kid coming of age, becoming a director. But it's not going to be about, but his name's not Steven Spielberg, but it's about Steven Spielberg. I don't know. That's him, like, that's him, like, under, like, hiding his pretentiousness. So I'm like, hey, this movie isn't about me, but it's about me. <laughs> so like, I don't like, I'll watch it. I'll probably like it. But if I'm not wowed by it, I'm going to flame this dude so bad. It's Spielberg, though. Come on. I don't know. I don't think he's doing it to be pretentious. Without a doubt, it's pretentious. Hollywood's full of pretentious shits. I'm Whatever. Sorry, Anyways, here's what Steven Spielberg had to say. He said, I was infatuated with the control that movies gave me in creating a sequence of events or a feeling stuff like a train wreck with two Lionel trains that I could then repeat and see over and over again. Um, He told a DGA interview, I think this was just a realization that could change the way I perceived life through another medium to make it come out better for me. I was making these little eight millimeter rinky dink movies. And I knew that, and I knew that made me, that made me feel really good about my life and possibly I could bring other people into this amazing medium to enjoy what I was putting together. So I'm not going to lie. That was a little bit of like a, a, an inception moment. So he's making a movie about himself, about making his life. Movie. To, yeah. It's Steven Spielberg making a movie about him making a movie. It's like, but he's also low key talking about what he would change about his past in his movie. While Steven Spielberg is making a movie while Steven Spielberg makes a movie inside of a movie. Bro, what? Bring Leonardo DiCaprio on the show right now. <laughs> <laughs> Get Christopher Nolan in the room now. <laughs> I don't know. Again, I don't think I mean, it'll be fine. I think it'll be amazing. I'm sure. Steven Spielberg, if you're watching this, which I, God, I know you're not. I hey, love Steven you, man. Spielberg. You are literally one of my this, favorite directors. But this movie is such a jerk off. Like you're slowly jerking yourself off making this movie. It's basically what it is. But I'm sure it'll be great. I'm sure it'll be great. Just saying. Our next story we got here, which blows my freaking mind. 
Disney Plus announced a spoke for a spokesperson from Disney announced that they're planning to release 100 new titles a year. I have really I, mean, I what every I don't even know where the hell to begin with that. The, I will say everything Disney does is fantastic. 98% of what Disney does does is fantastic. But a hundred a year, I mean I, I'm start I wonder if that's gonna be more quality than or quantity than quality. Honestly. Probably. That's you the first I, thing that came to my mind when I saw this. I was like, would you I rather push that, out 20 great titles or would you rather push out a hundred like meh? You know? Yeah. When I when I, I when I read that quote, <clears throat> like this 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 image came in my head. I feel like the Disney execs literally have a wall filled with just titles of Disney movies. Of stuff Marvel they've never people. made. Yeah, stuff they never made. And they just like have each exec just throw a dartboard. And whenever they hit, they're going to make a movie out of it. And if uh, two ex- executives hit the same title, they're going to be like, fuck it. We're making a sequel mm. then. And they're just going to keep piling on. That's and That sounds fun as fuck. I'm not going to lie. That makes me want to work at Disney more now. Like I'm just yeah. saying. That sounds well, fun. It- the part that I found interesting is Bob Chapek. Chapek, I have no idea how to say that, but he's the CEO of the Walt Disney Company. Um, he said that Disney Plus was planning to, hopefully, planning to release a hundred plus. So they're not even talking about stopping at a hundred. They could keep going past a hundred if they really want to. They want to release a hundred titles or more every single year through Disney Plus, which surpassed a hundred million subscribers. Which is that doesn't surprise me. I mean, it's it's cool. Um, but they're also increasing the price by a dollar and again we talked about this a few episodes ago what episode was that i don't even know but when we were talking about the the future of the movie theater the more these streaming services the more content they put on there the more expensive it's going to be yeah like in five years we're going to be paying like 30 dollars for disney plus which sounds insane right now but I, I, re- I think they're, they're going to keep pushing it that much. It's like, it's literally like a, a frog and like, and a, and a pot and they're like turning up the heat. You know what I mean? Like you can't tell yeah. and like, you can't tell it's getting expensive until like next thing you know, you're looking at your monthly statement and you got like 40 bucks at Disney plus. It's like fucking hell, man. Might as yeah. well go back to cable, but then you won't. Yeah. Well, the, this article again um, from screen rant comes on. Uh, or it goes on to say, in a press release from Disney's annual meeting of shareholders, it was announced that due to the platform's success, Disney has been inspired to be even more motivated in their development, because they're not motivated enough, um, of original content with a target of 100 titles per year. They confirmed the goal would span most of the content mentioned above, excluding Pixar, which is interesting, um, creating excitement across the board, and um, one of the the, the shareholders said the enormous success of Disney Plus, which has now surpassed 100 million subscribers, has inspired us to be even more ambitious and to significantly increase our investment in the development of high quality content. Um, oh, so this is Mr. Shapek, Shapek the, the CEO of the Walt Disney Company. Um, in fact, we set a target of 100 new titles per year, and this includes Disney Animation, Disney Live Action, Marvel, Star Wars, and National Geographic. Our direct-to-consumer business is the company's top priority, and our robust pipeline of content will continue to fuel its growth. 
I still think that's a lot. Even with Marvel and Star Wars and their animation and the kids stuff and Nat Geo, I think that's a lot. <laughs> don't you? Yes. And honestly, well, it kind of makes sense. I don't know. Marvel, they got Marvel. They got Star Wars. They also got all these other Disney princesses and other bullshit. Sorry, it's not bullshit. But I mean, they have they have enough uh, content to make different um, stuff. So like, I'm almost certain it will be like over a hundred plus. I'm not surprised now. Now that I think about it, yeah, I'm not gonna be surprised if they have like over a hundred new content coming out every single year. It won't surprise me. I mean, yeah. they'll they'll do it, and the, we joke about it, but they'll find a way to do it great because it's Disney. I mean, it's just it's what they do. You know, they'll they'll keep putting out it's interesting that it doesn't include pixar i think that's kind of strange what do you mean they said it doesn't that doesn't include pixar movies that's just for disney plus like that's just disney plus titles so like the marvel shows the star wars shows which i know they've announced like eight million marvel and star wars shows so they're they're probably going to get close to their benchmark or at least like a quarter of the way there just with marvel and star wars I about to say, so, you made it. You made it sound like they're going to cut ties with Pixar, and I'm like, that's not good. No, 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 no. They're not cutting ties. I mean, they I, they're not going to cut ties with Pixar, but that that 100 plus titles excludes them. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So yeah, I don't know. I, I thought mean. that was interesting. Um, something else I wanted to talk about real quick. I laughed my ass off for about 20 minutes when I saw this. Did you see that the Snyder cut? accidentally dropped early on hbo max <laughs> well you know the circumstances right like what happened so like I, I i know that so tom and jerry was supposed to it was, it was on hbo max but then like when people like tuned into hbo max it turned out to be like <laughs> the snyder cut i just and, i don't know i picture a little kid watching tom and jerry and this is not funny at all but it kind of is like i picture like a family watching tom and jerry on their couch and Mm -hmm. then suddenly it cuts to like bloody batman or like the joker doing something crazy like i don't know it just i i think that's hilarious i think that's i think i think it's just a a pretty like shitty thing for that for warner bros to duke i think they're like oh somebody got fired well no i think i think they did that on purpose to like mess with Zack snyder because they low-key like i feel like they don't want they do Zach hate Snyder. Zack Snyder, man. Yeah. There's been a lot of talk about that lately, about like how crappy it was with just I don't I I like Zack Snyder. You know what I mean? I, I think his movies are he he's a really unique filmmaker. I mean, hit he remade Dawn of the Dead. That's another thing. We're talking about Resident Evil and zombies and all that stuff tonight. His remake of Dawn of the Dead from 2004. It's one of the best movie remakes ever. And we talked about that in the remake episode. Have you seen that? Dawn of the Dead. It's the uh, the remake of George A. Romero's Dawn of the Dead from 1974. I probably have seen it, but it's a it's it's honest to God, one of the best movie remakes ever. Um he's got a new zombie film coming out called um army of the dead and that's going to be on uh, or i think it's army of the dead something like that yeah um, i think on I netflix yeah yeah it looks he, it looks kind of dope he's got a real passion for zombie stuff which i really appreciate because i'm a big not zombie fan um but yeah i don't i i, I know there, a lot happened with joss whedon and um just, which don't I, get me wrong joss whedon is a pretty 
spot on act uh, director because he did a decent job with Age of Ultron. I'm not gonna lie. It wasn't to, I didn't realize that, I don't know how, I didn't realize he directed Age of Ultron until the other day. You're dumb as hell. I know I am. I just, it, it like, I don't know if I just blocked that out of my mind or what, but I that's mean, the reason, that's the reason everyone was hyped for Justice League because when they found out Zack Snyder was like canned from the Justice League and they found out Josh Whedon was in it, they're like, oh my God, this is great. Like Marvel's taking, gonna take over, uh, uh dc as well and it's gonna be bomb and then mm-hmm. no it like legitimately bombed in the box office or it just sucked in general i don't know i i just i feel bad for Zack snyder because i mean the dude look at what he went through i, I mean, don't he went he i went don't know what he went through you don't no you don't know what happened with Zack snyder i i just know that he got canned that's it and um, he was pissed his daughter died his one Thanks of his now, daughters like died I believe, I don't know. I'm not going to get into that, but one of his daughters died. I'm not completely 100% sure about the circumstances, but she died as they were filming it. And I mean, obviously the guy's got to go be with his family. I mean, I, you know, screw the movie. I mean, he did the right thing. He did what any good father would do. He went and he was, you know, he was there for his family. But I don't know why he got so much crap from Warner Brothers about it but i mean they they don't want like it kind of feels like they're going out of their way just to like spite him you know what i mean and i know they're doing the snyder cut thing but they're doing the snyder cut and they're releasing that on hbo max because they know it's going to make money Mm -hmm. they know that people are subscribing to hbo max just to see that yeah and especially like this week leading up to it i mean today's we're, we're filming this on the 12th, Friday the 12th right now. I mean, it comes out a week from today. You know what I mean? When this episode drops, when you all are probably listening to it, it's coming out in five days, like, and we can finally watch the Snyder Cut. So, like, people are going to be subscribing to HBO Max for that. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So, I, I just, I don't get why he gets all the hate that he gets. I think he's a unique, a unique filmmaker. I think he's a good filmmaker. And I think he did what any good father would do in stepping away and saying, like, I have other, I have other things to worry about besides the superhero movie you know what i mean yeah i think i I see what you mean i I just i don't know i don't know i'm not going to get into all of the joss whedon stuff i know there's i know that he did a pretty terrible job with jesse lee he did do a terrible job i will say that i i hated that movie i i've seen it one time and i have zero desire to rewatch it ever again pretty much i really don't I've only seen bits and pieces. I've literally seen the ending of Justice League like probably well, more I times. Well, it didn't really interest me when it came out. I don't know why it just didn't. Um, because people were already protesting. That's why. Like the second they found out Zack Snyder was uh, canned, like he like said something like, oh, like the movie's not going to be the same. Just to let you guys know. And people were pissed. So like whenever the movie came out, they're like, the bar is already set really low. Yeah. And then it's still underperformed so it's like well i remember now that's when the whole uh release the snyder cut campaign came out well i remember reading the reviews and stuff and being like well i don't know maybe i'll go see it because i who know who the hell knows maybe it'll be great and i just i never cared to go see it and then probably about a year and a half ago it honestly it might have been it might have been after everything shut down and everybody was at home like march april may of 2020 i think it was on tv and i recorded it and i 
I sat down and watched it and I was like, wow, this is terrible. Like it felt campy the entire time. You know what I mean? Yeah, because in Age of Ultron, it pretty much was a, uh, how do I say? It was a, Age of Ultron was probably the most unserious movie in the Marvel well, franchise or for, for the Avengers. You know what I mean? So like, mm, I yeah, knew, I, I knew I'd, that. I guess I, I could kn- agree with that. Yeah. Okay, so from what I'm looking at right here on Rotten Tomatoes, it got a 40%, but the audience score cool. got a 71%. So the audience still liked it to a, to a certain degree. Josh Whedon's Justice League? No, yes. But let me let me see if I can find... Well, and, uh, you know, there's a whole lot of people who are like, oh, the Snyder Cut's not going to be anything different. Look at the runtime. Justice League, the Joss Whedon's theatrical Justice League was probably what two hours close to two hours a little over two hours give or take yeah this is a i mean it's like four hours split up into six parts i mean like it's gonna be a different movie they went back and reshot of course you're 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 gonna have some recycled stuff from the theatrical cut because no he said he said nothing from the originals in there really yeah i think i I, thought there would be a couple of recycled like scenes i'm not talking like major 20 minute ordeal scenes i'm just talking like shots i figured there'd be like some of the same shots in there yeah i gotcha well i think it's gonna be like night and day in regards to comparisons to how the Zack snyder cut's gonna be and Probably. uh someone someone said in the reviews they said they are no match for the avengers when it comes to entertaining us the marvel bunch fizz with energy and wit this lot are far too dark and brooding too much fun and they spend much ages hanging around before we get to the action. Mm. They okay, yeah. They spend a lot of times talking to each other. Yeah, yeah. And I don't know. I I remember watching the theatrical cut of Justice League for the first time. I I do remember this now. It was like I. By the time you get to the climax of the movie, and it's the big battle. I didn't care anymore. I was just like, okay, whatever. And then you get there and the CGI is so terrible. And like the lines are so terrible. I was just like, okay. You know what I mean? Like, I just, I didn't care. And I know, like, I'm not one of those people that, because there are people who think that every superhero movie has to be serious. Like you have like Infinity War or Deadpool. Like there's no, you know what I mean? Like there's no in-between. And I know there can be an in-between of serious versus like funny and campy and ridiculous on purpose. But I just felt like Justice League, like they they just missed the mark, man, with the theatrical cut. So I'm every trailer and you know, TV spot we've gotten for the Snyder cut, it looks serious. It looks well done. It looks legit. You know what I mean? I think it's weird that we haven't seen any of the uh, any of the justice. You know what I mean? You only see them. Uh, how do I say? Um, you only see them like in the top of that, like whatever the fuck it is, on the top of the thing when they're like at the end and they're hanging out. I've only seen like Dark Side, the Joker, and uh, Steppenwolf. It's like they're only trying to show like all the yeah. villains. Well, I think so they're I trying hope- to do that on purpose too. I don't know what the reason is, but I hope to God that. I think, it's, I think it's A, to show how different it's going to be from the theatrical cut, and B, they're probably trying to save a whole bunch of different things for 
um you know they they don't they don't want to give it away so i don't know i'm i'm i don't know but i mean i just i think it's fun on it's funny on warner brothers that it released early because i you know screw them for being that way to Zack snyder you know what i mean and yeah, i, I know much. they're letting this go through but i don't think they're letting this go through because like there there wasn't some big change of heart at warner brothers where they were like you know what we're gonna give zach his we're gonna give him his shot we're gonna let him do this thing i think they were like we're gonna make bank off of this so let's do it i i really do i that's from everything i've read and everything i've heard and everything i've watched that's the vibe i get and again, not hating on Warner Brothers. I'm just saying, I think Zack Snyder deserves a shot, and I'm glad he's going to get it. I do too. So uh, again, I'm excited to see it, and I'll. I'm sure we're going to do a review on that movie, and oh, I will 100% compare it to Josh Whedon's. I don't care how different they're claiming it's going to be. I'm going to compare it. Yeah, we will. All right, a little bit more movie news before we uh, wrap up here. We have got some interesting, interesting Spider-Man news that you and I speculated on um back all the way back in episode two months ago when we were just starting um Mm -hmm. this comes from that hashtag show um i wasn't familiar with this prior um but i believe they broke the story and since then i've seen it a couple other places too that i i trust and i tend to get you know my my movie news and my sources um they had an exclusive story or yeah story that sony and marvel are splitting spider-man into two separate franchises of yours truly peter parker and miles morales so who's gonna get what i know i feel like it's like the i don't know it's it's really weird it's i feel like Like, mom and dad are gonna start fighting again like that's like that's the i hope it's it's even worse is that the kids are gonna be separated too jesus i just hope they work out a deal and that everything is fine which from what we've heard they are fine now and they're whatever happened before with like sony not wanting to give up the rights but spider but you know spider-man was in the mcu and you can't just like forget he was there i hope they got all of that figured out and ready to go um but yeah so basically Okay, so from what I got right there in that title, it says, like, Miles Rouse is head of the MCU. I'm almost certain what's going to happen is that Peter Parker is going to go back to Sony, and then uh, Miles Rouse is, is going to come to the MCU. Yeah. I don't know how. I don't know how. Again, at this point, I'm, like, you know how we usually can make, like, a a theory because they're in their studio? This is, like, out of the ballpark because, like, it's coming from two different mm-hmm. studios. Like, one could take the other. So it's kind of hard to see, like, where it's going to go. So like, I don't know. I don't know how Miles Morales is gonna come into play. He's le- he's never been introduced except for you know uh, Childish Gambino's like mention of him. But I'm just like, I I I, I don't know how this is gonna pan out. I'm well, not gonna lie. There were a couple of interesting things that that came out of this article. Uh, <clears throat> um, they seem to be pretty confident in the fact that we are set to see the Spider Verse and that that is gonna happen. We've said that for. I mean, literally since last December, you know, when it was rumored that Sony was going to drop that preview and then they didn't. Um, and then Sony Brazil or wherever it was had said, like, your Christmas gift from Marvel is going to be all three Spider-Mans in the same movie or something like that. Um, there, 
there's going to be a Spider-Verse in some form. Um, but a couple of interesting that hit me. You know, they, they bring up that Spider-Man Homecoming made $880 million. Far From Home made $1.1 billion. They're not going to lose money over Spider-Man. There is no scenario where Marvel or Sony loses money over this property. So I almost wonder if they're doing this because they know how much of a moneymaker it is. And they're, they've worked out this deal because now, like, you know, with Into the Spider-Verse, like the animated film mm-hmm. and how well that did, I think that that kind of sparked this idea of like, well, we, I guess we need to get Miles Morales in there. I still like what we had talked about in episode two, where you have, you know, homecoming far from home and now no way home, which is like the, the high school years. So there's your high school trilogy. Then you have the college trilogy and then you have an adult trilogy. And I'm almost, I'd be fine with waiting to introduce Miles until either the college trilogy or the adult trilogy. I think that would make a little bit more sense story-wise. Um, but again, they bring up something kind of interesting too, is that Tom Holland's getting older. I mean, he's going to be 25 this year. Um, John Watts, who's been directing the Spider-Man movies, he's been hired to direct Fantastic Four, which I know we're still a little bit out from that. They're just now, you know, we learned a few weeks ago, they are, um, they're just now beginning to like, find writers to draft a script they don't even have a script for fantastic four yet um but you know that'll be a big project for him but my thing with john watts leaving the spider-man franchise as the director you have sam raimi think about this you have sam raimi who's already directed three spider-man movies keep that in mind because he did the toby Maguire trilogy he's directing the multiverse of madness you could bring Sam Raimi in to direct the next, hell, you could do the next six Spider-Man movies with him. If, if he's willing to, which I think he would be, especially with the Spider-Verse happening and Toby and Andrew coming back, I think he would be down to do that. Don't you? I don't think, uh, yeah. I mean, I'm not going to lie. Uh, Sam Raimi did a great job with the old Spider-Man trilogy. Oh, hell, but, sorry. <laughs> but, um the hell was that <laughs> oh, that was me catching that was like me again choking on this beer but uh with john watts leaving and uh i mean spider-man how old was uh toby Maguire when spider-man came out but then again that was like during his college years i guess that makes sense yeah i mean i'd say he was in his mid-20s late 20s yeah. maybe and sam raimi did spider-man in high school spider-man in college and spider-man graduated i think that makes sense to me yeah. But this kind of maybe puts a wrench in that a little bit. Um, I mean, they go on to say, we have exclusively learned that Marvel and Sony will take Tom Holland's Spider-Man franchise and spin off a separate Miles Morales Spider-Man franchise, which means splitting it in two. They're splitting those rights in two. And, you know, they're saying, their sources are saying that they're going, to, Miles is going to be in the MCU. You know, you're not going to have Tom Holland's Peter Parker in the MCU and Miles Morales in the Sony verse, you know, especially with the multiverse happening. And I, I, I think we're going to start seeing them cross. Um, mm-hmm. 
you know, they're, they're both going to be in the MCU. The other thing that really interested me was that Miles will be a part of the Young Avengers. Fair. I get that. That yeah, that's interesting. Do you do you think what do you think the chances are of the next Avengers film being a Young Avengers film? Probably not. I think that'll be a, its own separate movie. If that makes sense, because the only yeah. Young Avenger that they have is. Well, hell, it's Peter Parker and Miles yeah. Morales. I would agree but with that. With, uh, I, I think it's. I think that's thinking too small for the next Avengers movie. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Because you got to yeah. think Endgame, leaving off at Endgame versus a Young Avengers movie. I don't know. It wouldn't. I don't think it'd be as interesting. No, not at all. And you but, have people like Nova coming, which if they're gonna do yep. the Young Nova, and then the Miss Marvel, that could happen. Because everyone else has been introduced that's new in regards to being a superhero already, like decently, like you know, they're like they're like they're mid age, I guess if that makes sense. Right, right, there isn't right, many right. young young uh, superheroes in there yet, so like mm-hmm. they would have to build that first. You know what I mean? Yeah, 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 yeah. I understand that. Um, they also said another interesting tidbit here is that they've heard reports that Spider Man Four will film back to back with No Way Home. Um, you know, when they go on to say they've yet to corroborate it, you know, who knows? Um, that's interesting too. Again, where where are they going moving forward? I, I think that's going to be the key is where where do you go after No Way Home? If you really establish the Spider-Verse, what's after that? How do you, how do you top that? And that's going to be their, their issue. And I, I, you know, I don't know, maybe maybe throwing miles into the mix is their way of trying to top that. You know what I mean? I don't think miles is going to have a big role in no way home. If he is in no way home, I don't think he'll have a really large role because I, I that'd be weird to me. Like, you know, throwing Toby Maguire and Andrew Garfield in, we have an emotional connection to those characters and to those actors playing those characters. Yeah. So that's going to be a big deal for us, but throwing miles in with a new actor that we've never gotten a live action adaptation of, it would be kind of strange. You know what I mean? It'd be weird. But it's uh, anticipated. Everyone's down for it. I'm yeah. ready to see Miles Morales. I'm curious to see who they're going to play. Yeah, I, I feel that. Um, they also go on at the end of the article to say that both Marvel and Sony are worried about having two Spider-Man franchises, um, and they don't want to confuse you know, the general audience members. Um, which is why what, what, they, they, what do they think the general audience is dumb nah they, they're gonna know the difference obviously i don't know i mean i've i have no idea couldn't tell you yeah i think i think this i want to see miles morales i do but they just gotta plan that out like far in advance if that makes sense yeah. Like you said in the first, like the first one of our like first episodes, like you y- you need to let Miles like grow up so we can become attached to him. Right. So if that we're gonna, hyped to see him get the powers. If they're gonna throw him in, he doesn't need to have powers in No Way Home. And if he does get powers, he needs to get it like in a post credit scene. They don't need. I don't think they need to spend a big chunk of No Way Home showing Miles because that's not. No offense to that character. That's not what they're. That's not what what we're there for. You know what I mean? At least for yeah. me, that's not what I would, that's not what I'm waiting for. Yeah, exactly. So I don't know. 
last little bit of tidbit here before we got before we get into uh before we get to uh resident evil we're on your website here we're back guys godzillamovies.com this has been my website since godzilla 2014 came out when yeah. this website came out, I liked it immediately, and I started following it every single day, and I love it. This is the best source for Godzilla information. So, yeah. what and you got for me, guys? I will post these links um, in the uh, the comments below. Um, yeah, and, and if you're listening on Spotify, just you know, go to, head over to our YouTube. Um, Let's talk movies, and we will. Uh, I'll have those links posted there if you want to check these images out. So, we've speculated for months months that mecha godzilla is going to be in godzilla versus kong we've heard rumors we've seen leaked images we've heard leaked roars it's we've we've known for months and now it's been made official because we got the toy so here's your first look at the mecha godzilla toy it's a listing on walmart's website um it's the playmates toy it's a six inch mecha godzilla figure cost a little under 10 bucks not bad um hey man back then i couldn't afford 10 bucks that shit was expensive for me <laughs> just saying um the interesting thing is that they're already in some walmart locations are they really yeah like u.s I locations i don't know why because i feel like that's <sighs> i'm excited for godzilla versus kong but i'm gonna go ahead and say something here i think they're dropping way too much footage of that movie I mean, no, they did the same thing with Godzilla, King of the Monsters. I know, but honestly. I think they're giving away way too much. Like Mecha Godzilla, I mean, we've kind of known. I guess it's not that big of a deal, but they've given away a lot of information about that in those TV spots. Yeah, they just shot a lot of. I mean, it's like we we were pretty spot on with that. As soon as they were able to find the place that they're going to release it, they just started dropping marketing stuff left they and right. They really did. So. Which is, it's fine. I know they needed to. They're, I mean, think about it. That Their marketing campaign didn't start until January and the movie's releasing in March. I mean, usually you have a six or seven month window to do your marketing campaign. So they're trying to hype it up. I get it. It's just been a lot. But checking out these images, what do you think of the design? I know this is a, a six inch toy. So it's not, I mean, obviously this is not going to be, a, you know, 100% what Mechagodzilla is going to look like. I just I think it's interesting looking. It's 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 very different. You know, let me zoom in here. Holy shit, you can zoom in here. You, damn. All I got I got a Dell. I got a Dell laptop. You over here. <laughs> I got going, this damn. brand new MacBook that I just bought for a thousand dollars. Pretentious. Okay, sorry, what? <laughs> Anywho. That's your word of the night, is pretentious. It is. I learned it an hour ago. Steven Spielberg is pretentious. I'm pretentious. Who isn't pretentious, Miguel? Who isn't pretentious? Godzilla. Mega Godzilla. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, uh, what do you think of the design? He looks like I'm not gonna lie. He looks like it looks like they're designing him. At, like in, and sim like he the design is similar to not only Godzilla but also King Kong. If you think about it, do you see it? I kind of see it. What like you mean, his like face, the, the body structure and stuff. Yeah, the body structure, the face, the arms, all of it. I mean, overall, it is a Mecha Godzilla, hmm. but it looks, uh, it looks like it's ready to like take down 
God's uh, King Kong too. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because like, like it's, re- it's could... ready for both of them, not yeah. just Godzilla. Yeah, exactly. I feel that. So, like, it's not. It's like a. It's like a. <laughs> this is stupid to say. A Mecha Godzilla, but King and King Kong. Yeah, here's a, a closer up. Yeah, because see the arms. Godzilla's arms are not yeah. that big. Well, the other thing that interests me is the hands. It's got those like weird. It's like a four grappling hook hand thing. You know what I mean? Yeah, exactly. So it's I'm very strange. This is the most. Uh, how can I say? This design is so different from all the other Mecha Godzillas. I'm it not really gonna is. lie, and I'm. It's sad for me to say this right now, but. Steven Spielberg did a better job. What? You know what I mean? Steven have you not, Spielberg. Yeah, have you never seen Ready Player One? No. Okay, so in Ready Player One, sorry, spoiler alert. Uh, they they introduced. Wait, what the like, hell are you talking about? They introduced the Mecha Godzilla. Mm. Like you know the 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 that movie is pretty much all about like a virtual game where you could be whatever you want, and okay. one of the things. One of the one of the characters they brought back was Mechagodzilla. I'm not gonna lie, that design was fucking fire. It was it was it was like in reference to the Mechagodzilla one, and that looked dope as hell. Yeah. And now I'm looking at this and I'm like, you know what? I'm not gonna lie, they could have did a little bit better. But obviously we're looking at like a fucking you know right. You're we're thing. looking at we're looking at a six inch toy. What what do you think of the red spine? What's the point of the all the red? I don't know. That's probably just something there. Uh, that's probably just something. Uh, I'm probably called? thinking too much about it, and I'm like, oh, that look. There, I don't know. It they're says battle like, damage. That looks cool, right? Yeah. yeah there's a, a picture of the front. The face is kind of awkward. Hello. Yeah, what that's you, probably just that's just probably the material they had. Why are you looking at me? <laughs> but then we have this little kid playing with him. Literally, I'm not gonna lie. That's that's the worst picture I've ever seen in my life. It's like literally a kid. He's like. Yes, this is nice. But they also have, have the eleven inch version. Same thing, but it's the eleven inch. So I don't know. It look I mean it looks dope, but I mean you can't judge the actual design based on a fucking bandai toy. Wait, is it bandai or is it um, I don't know. I don't remember. Yeah, but I mean Honestly, you can't judge remember. it off like a ten year old toy. So I again like and I've seen like the, the leaked pictures. That looks baller. The I've seen a couple, pretty but dope. Not, nothing crazy, crazy. And the roar that they had, sick as fuck. I'm not gonna lie, mm. that was pretty dope. Yeah. So like, I'm pretty hyped to see it all happen. Right. I just, I just want to see it, and I hope he gets more than you know, 15 minutes of a uh, screen. I'm gonna time. be, I'm gonna be pissed if we've speculated this and he's on screen for like five minutes at the end. Like, exactly. I want to see Godzilla and Kong fight Mechagodzilla. I have to. Like, I know they're saying, like, there'll be a, defi- a definitive winner. One is going to win. One will fall. I, I want to see the two of them fight him. I really do. I agree. You know? And I think Mechagodzilla is going to kick one of them down. Probably. Yeah. Do you, you know what I keep thinking? I keep thinking it's like the, like, you know, you know when, like, Godzilla has King Kong pinned down on the ground and are, like, yelling at each other? Yeah. I feel like the scene is going to play like this. Like, they're all yelling at each other. Then all of a sudden, Mechagodzilla is going to like come out of nowhere. They're going to be like, <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, you're right. If you, guys, if you guys saw my hand, you'll understand. <laughs> like, they're yelling at each other, and all of a sudden, Mechagodzilla comes out and they close, and they're like, 
Oh shit. Yeah. Well, that's the thing. They look at him. <laughs> they look at him, and then they look at each other, and then they look back at him, and then they're like, "Uh." <laughs> and then they got to get up and go. Yeah, pretty much. I can see that happening. And you honestly, know what's gonna be fucking hilarious is what? if God. So G and Kong fight. And then what you just said, they see Mecha, and then they just they go and they fight Mecha, and then after they kill Mecha, the two of them start fighting again. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. You know what I want? It's like, oh my god, I feel like it's pretty dope because they they make Godzilla like he has like emotions, like you can see his emotions. Like yeah. I want to see like in this movie, I want to see Godzilla just like be done. You know what I mean? Like he, like he's he's like done he just so much. He's yeah, like like I want to see his face just be like he like he's so serious and he sees all this shit happen. And he's just like, Ugh, again, and just goes <laughs> back because <laughs> he's he's gone through a lot and just and just two movies. So like I just want to see that. I want to see yeah. Godzilla with more emotions because I feel like it'd be hilarious to see. I'm not gonna yeah, lie. I agree. All right, let's talk some Resident Evil. Okay, you down? What do we got. I'm down. Let's do it. So a few Sound days like a ago, clown. a few days ago, um, one of the actors, I f- honestly, I forget what character he's playing. I'm not going to lie. Um, but on Twitter, he released a trailer or not a trailer. I'm so stupid. He really, he released a, a poster, teaser poster. A um, couple of cool things were on that poster. Got me pretty hyped. September 3rd, we got a release date. Resident Evil is coming out September 3rd of this year. Um, couple of interesting things about the poster. We had all of the names. We had Leon Kennedy's name, Jill Valentine's name, the Red, both Chris and Claire Redfield, Ada Wong, Richard Aiken, William Birkin, um, Albert Wesker, just, uh, you know, the names of basically all the stars, Bravo team, um, Bravo and Alpha team, and Leon and Ada and you know a couple of other ones we meet in Raccoon City um you know as I said before I'm a huge zombie fan the Romero films um Return of the Living Dead you know that series and Resident Evil World War Z um 28 days later I'm I'm a big 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 zombie fan and I, I attribute that to Resident Evil I fell in love with this game series when I was a kid and I'm still in love with this game series I I have been for years it's been you know it's the thing that got me into horror um i'm excited for this movie because have you seen all of the paul ws anderson resident evil movies the one with like mia malkovich milia jovovich yeah okay i keep fucking up her name i'm not gonna lie (laughs) but yeah i've seen them and they're all right for what they are i just i just know that they literally gutted the the actual uh resident evil that makes the sense. game yeah yeah they well, totally gutted it i mean i own the, the the entire paul ws anderson series i like it i honestly i really enjoy the first three the last three i'm like mm, they're okay it at that point we were so far gone from the games that i was just like okay I, we're just i'm along for the ride like at this point it's like i hopped on this train i'm gonna finish it you know what i mean yeah, I know. But they were still fun. It, it was just, it was fun, you know, horror action movies. Um, Milia Jovovich was awesome. I, I loved her and that role. And it was cool how she got that role. Um, you know, her brother played the video games and she used to play Resident Evil with her brother. 
So when that audition came up, she she got the audition. She got Alice. And then she married Paul W.S. Anderson. She's married to the, the guy who made the Resident Evil movies. Oh, that explains a lot. I'm not going to yeah, lie. Yeah, they're married. Um, I, I like the movies for what they were. I'm excited for this Johannes Roberts version because of a couple of things that he's said. Um, you know, Johannes Roberts, I checked out his IMDb. If you want to look him up on IMDb, Miguel. He did the 47 Meters Down series. That was the only thing I've ever heard of him doing. He has a couple, he does have, you know, seven or eight other films on there. Um, I have never heard of him other than that. And the cast, again, it, it, it's an interesting choice for the cast. Um, Kaya Solidario, I, I'm, I apologize if I'm saying her name wrong. Um, I'm excited for her to be in the cast. I think she's a great actress. I liked her in, uh, um, in the last Pirates of the Caribbean film. Um, but it, I, I'm, I'm interested to see how this cast and how this crew and how these writers handle Resident Evil because video game adaptations suck that's I, why yeah most of the time they really do and i think they're trying to cram a whole lot in this movie if i have one fear for resident evil it's that they're gonna try to cram way too much into one movie yes um you know uh, uh, quite a while ago Johannes Roberts told Screen Rant that the reboot would be super, super scary and faithful to the games. Okay, that's good. I want to see super scary. I want to see survival horror. That's what Resident Evil is. I, in my opinion, Resident Evil is the greatest survival horror game of all time. Um, I want to see that come to life on the big screen. Um, he also told Deadline, I really wanted to go back to the original first two games and recreate the terrifying visceral experience I had when I first played them whilst at the same time telling a grounded human story about a small dying American town that feels both relatable and relevant to today's audiences. Again, interesting. Yeah. I, he seems like somebody who has a passion for the games, who played through the games. Um, and that's good. I'd be, I'm not gonna lie. I'd be pissed if there was a director who had never really played the games and was just like, Oh, I know a little bit about Resident Evil. You know what I mean? Like that's yeah. that's screwed up. You don't need to that's be adapting why, it if you don't know anything about it. Exactly. That's why Godzilla King of the Monsters like succeeded so well because Michael Daughtry, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, the director, he like was a Godzilla fan. So whenever he recreated yeah. all these monsters, like I mean, he stayed true to the nature. He knew exactly what these monsters were and how they uh how their mythology connected with one another. So that's why it succeeded really well. Right. Yeah, and I'm a, what he said excites me. I'm excited to have it more of that, you know, the visceral, um, scary, alone in the dark type feel. You know what I mean? That I think yeah. that's what Resident Evil needs to be. Um, the only reason I brought up him not really having like a, a big, you know, resume basically, um, and that the actors that they chose being, you know, not, you know, more, not. Not known. They're they're like they're not I, as well known as actors yeah, they're that like, they could have chosen. You know what I mean? They're like and that's fine. Actors. That's fine. That's completely yeah. fine. I'm okay with that. Um, I'm just curious to see what they bring to the table. Mm -hmm. 
Um, it's like the it's like a Mortal Kombat. Like Mortal Kombat has a lot of promise, but it's filled with a lot of B actors. Um, except for Scorpion, I'm glad they casted a old boy that's playing Scorpion. He's a little yeah. old, I'm not gonna lie, but my god, he fucking straight up kills. Yeah. I'm not gonna lie, the this is off topic. The Mortal Kombat trailer, the first time I watched it, I was really like, I was like, okay, whatever. It actually looks pretty good. Yeah, it looks. Pretty I think dope. so. I think I'm, it looks I'm, dope. I'm down to see it. Mm-hmm. Um. I just hate that they missed so many opportunities because uh, Shang Sun, the one who plays uh, Shang Sun, isn't the one who voice actors it and plays as and uh, Mortal Kombat. And they mm-hmm. had a, such a missed opportunity with that. Uh, yeah. Raiden looks a little weird. Uh, everyone else, I mean, they kind of fit their part. And uh, I don't know. It, it looks interesting. And like I said, that's a video game adaptation. It's not a movie right. adaptation. Right, right. So, like, it's it'll be interesting to see how those two... Like, I'm going to judge how the future of these game adaptations are based on uh, Mortal Kombat and uh, Resident Evil. I know Uncharted is coming out. Yeah. I'm still hesitant on that. Yeah. Yeah. We'll see. We'll see once the trailer drops. Um, but going back to the poster that dropped a couple of days ago, which prompted us to want to talk about this in this yeah. week's episode um they name dropped a whole lot and the poster looks really good it's got the forest which alludes to the arclay mountains which of course is where raccoon city is located um and then it had that red backdrop which is similar to uh, have you seen the resident evil 4 poster with that same red met ba- uh, the red backdrop with the no. trees and stuff it, you know i don't think it's alluding to that it's just it's kind of it's cool looking um but there were they name dropped a whole whole lot on that poster we had leon kennedy which everybody knows is a, you know a raccoon city he's a rookie cop the outbreak had the zombie outbreak happened on his first day <laughs> what a crappy first think, day i still think that's absolutely hilarious oh boy with his funny. soupy hair like oh my god i'm just gonna drive my car and just give tickets nah bro you you double tapping zombies to the temple for the rest of your life now yeah but we had leon jill was on the poster claire chris brad vickers ada richard aiken william birkin albert wesker um chief irons was on the picture brian irons which is interesting who's the, the hell is Irons? he's the um the police chief of the raccoon city police department and umbrella was bribing him you found this out in resident evil 2 umbrella was bribing him to keep all of their illegal shit that they were doing like in and around raccoon city with all of their like viral testing and stuff a secret Mm -hmm. so they were bribing him to keep all of that a secret and just to kind of like sweep that under the rug um but my biggest question and again my biggest fear is we've dropped all these names these characters are a blend of resident evil 1 and resident evil 2 of course resident evil took place at the mansion and resident evil 2 took place during the raccoon city outbreak there's two months in between the mansion incident and the raccoon city outbreak so my big question is when the hell is this movie going to take place because that's a lot i mean we know it's been confirmed it's going to take place in 1998 just like the games did so they're going to go back to the 90s which is cool i'm down for that i think that's pretty cool um but 
that's a lot of ground to cover. You know what I mean? Especially mm-hmm. when you get into all the creatures and all the the lore and the mythology behind Umbrella and what, you know, Wesker deceiving Alpha Team and what led Alpha Team in the woods and all the, the cannibalistic murders happening in the mountains. I mean, it's just like, it's so much. And my fear is like, are they going to try to cram way too much into one movie or are they going to leave out stuff that is really important and like, you know, detrimental to the franchise? I mean, what do you think? I think, look, yeah, I hope they don't. I'm not going to lie because I like the story of Resident Evil. I think it's a fantastic like, story. Like, yeah. I, that, that's what's drawn me to it, I think, is because the story is so damn good. Yeah, I agree. And it's just it's just things that happen with adaptations like they just want to like zoom they rush up. It. like why like why is that a thing now like mcu know. again like we're gonna fucking talk about mcu again but it's like they they did it right they took their time they just need to take their time with this if we want to see it we will see it but in time i'm okay with it yeah like i said i mean iron man w- was successful but it didn't smash the box office right if I'm not mistaken, I don't think it did, but it wasn't like a stellar movie. No one was like expecting that whole universe to be open. So like, just, you know, just start small. Like, I don't know why people don't want to start small with this. They just want to blow it up and like, just make this big thing. And next thing you know, it's too much and it's too much to handle. And then we're like, well, like, what's the point of making any other movies when you just blew over so many, uh, so many like important information because like I feel like most of the like information that we're gonna see, most of the things we're gonna see in this movie, I hope it's not the case, but it'll be like, have you seen that? Have you seen that meme where it's like from uh, Once Upon a Time in uh, Hollywood, where Leonardo DiCaprio and Brad Pitt are like watching TV and they're like, oh, 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 you know what I mean? <laughs> no, <laughs> you know? Okay, guys, you probably know what I'm talking about, but it's literally gonna be like that. Like they're gonna mention something or be like, oh. Oop, oop, I know what I that's still about. haven't seen that movie, by the way. You, you got to see it now because that 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 joke just, just need to. flew right past your head. But yeah, it's pretty much going to be like that. Like they're going to mention the Easter egg and I'm like, oh, I know what that means. And then it's just going to be it. Yeah. They're not going to expand on it. They're not going to tell more of it. They're just going to be like, oh, there it is. All right. Now we're moving on to other shit. It's going to be filled. I hope it's not filled with Easter eggs. I hope they actually build these stories. Well, you know what I mean? Yeah. And, and that's that's one thing I don't want. I don't want, I want this to be a serious adaptation of the games. I don't want to see two hours of fan service because as much as I, that's way I could hear about it. Yeah. As much as I love the Paul W.S. Anderson movies, the first three, I think they kind of took themselves seriously. The last three, it, there was so like, even characters look at Leon and Chris yeah i felt i, I could like, have done without either one of them in the movie it like I, I they were just there to be there and i'm sorry especially leon leon i hated leon in the movies i gotta say that and i, I again i'm i'm not one to speak ill of paul ws anderson's movies because they were okay in my book no they didn't follow the games but they were just they were fun like i said you were along for the ride at that point if you had followed them since day one like when the final chapter came out I was like, this is not going to be, this isn't going to be amazing, but like, I still went and saw it. You know what I mean? Because it was like, I'm here. I'm, you know, um, but I just, I don't want it to be two hours of fan service. I mean, look at the story. You have, 
you have the the murders happening in the mountains Mm -hmm. then you have bravo team going to investigate that then you have alpha team going to find bravo team when i love how they (laughs) i love how they were like all right some murders are happening up there it's kind of sketch um let's send bravo Bravo instead of alpha yeah (laughs) like let's let's just send them let's send them because they're gonna we we already know they're gonna die let's send that listen our second class team and then we'll send our first tier yeah these victims seem like they were they were eaten oh send bravo yeah (laughs) yeah we need to keep our alpha for a little bit talk about eating people send them (laughs) yeah um but you have that you have alpha finding the mansion and finding out about umbrella owning it and the the lab and wesker betraying them um i hope they don't do wesker Wesker. i I hope they don't blow Wesker because i'm not gonna lie wesker in the the older uh resident evil movies he wasn't the best you know what i mean no he was fine but again he was just there to be there like i i didn't care about his character you know what i mean yeah and i don't know i just i'm worried about them shoving just shoving so much stuff into this movie that it's going to become meaningless like like the end of the paul ws anderson series and i don't want that because i mean the games that's something and i think that's why resident evil has lasted so long and why we have eight about to come out plus this new movie plus two new cgi shows on netflix plus the other spinoffs we're getting is because they've taken their time just like you were talking about with the mcu and iron man they've taken their time like they've done the main storyline and all of their spinoffs like fill in the gaps of like what happened in between the games Mm -hmm. or i mean shoot look at there are, I think there are five or six video games that take place like during the Raccoon City outbreak. Yeah. And like, like all the... like all of those games. I mean, you have one or um Resident Evil 2, Resident Evil 3, both outbreaks, Operation Raccoon City. I mean, that's five right there that all take place like simultaneously. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? That's an intricate story right there. You know, and they weave in and out of each other. I that's that's important. I think they need to consider that yeah i agree and honestly uh resident evil the umbrella chronicles was pretty dope for me even though it was another like, one yeah yeah and that pretty much told like what happens like umbrella during all of this right crap and uh it was actually pretty dope we got to play as wesker too for a while over mm-hmm. there and i actually like the storyline of wesker because he is such a two-faced little shit i he swear really <laughs> he's like he, he betrays alpha team betrays umbrella and then portrays a couple other folks, and then he goes ahead and goes back with Umbrella, then portrays them again. It's just, like, it was just filled with so many things that I was like, okay, who the fuck are you? Like, who is this yeah. guy now? And, like, I like it was it was so much, but it it the pace of it was decent, because it was like, okay, who are you? Okay, cool. I know who you, I now know who you are. Now I'm invested. Now, yeah. I don't want to be like, who are you? And then you just die off, or then you just disappear. Right. Like, I, I want to be invested in this, but again, it's like what we talked about in the movie remakes, movie remake episodes. They just throw so much out of it, and it, they try to think fan service is what we need. No, what we want is a, is good, story. a good story and world building. That's what we want. Yeah, absolutely. That's a perfect way to, way to put it is world building. Exactly. Take the time to build your world, and then you can – Build your sandbox, and then you can play in it. You know what I mean? Good way to say it, I guess. I, that is a good way to say it. The yeah. other thing is, 
at least for me and still to this day um one of the things like i remember when i was a kid one of the things that compelled me the most was how frightening playing through a resident evil game was i remember outbreak have you played through outbreak at all i have not but i know what you mean like it's like when you get cornered it's fucking frightening it's it's scary i mean i remember playing them games in the dark with the volume turned up i mean it you know even if you look at the raccoon city stuff especially i remember playing through outbreak because it starts off you're in jay's bar and somebody walks in the room and they're a zombie and of course they don't know that i mean it's the start of the the outbreak in raccoon city and you know they're boarding up the bar and you're trying to escape and it, especially with the the weird third person camera angles that Resident Evil used to have in those earlier games. I know that um, was frightening back then, but it was frightening back then. I know people it. look at it now and they're like, "That's so stupid. Why did they do that?" Y'all will never understand. That was terrifying as a kid because you can't move when you're trying to run one way and the camera turns the opposite way. You're like, "No, no, 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 no." <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, I gotcha. Um, but it, there was something about the original Resident Evil games that even though, you know, you're, you're playing a game and you're in a big city with other characters, it makes you feel very secluded and very alone. And that's the strongest thing, um, you know, feeling-wise and gameplay-wise. So I think I, I, it makes me excited him saying that it's going to go back to being scary and that they, they want to make it a survival horror movie, not necessarily the action fest, which is what it became in Paul W.S. Anderson's films. Mm -hmm. Cause let's be real. I mean, the last films were not that scary. It was more about the action. It was more yeah. about Alice doing like a roundabout kick off of a skyscraper and kicking like, you know, a tyrant in the face like that. That's what it was, you know, pretty much. Yeah, it was just it got kind of wild and crazy, um, which, you know, that leads me to if we're kind of doing a blend of the first and the second game, what monsters are we going to see? Because we I mean, obviously, we're going to have zombies. I mean, the the behind the the set pictures we've seen of um of the interstate and that street with the houses and then um the the rpd station we're gonna get zombies we we know that um but you I mean you have to think you have liquors you have hunters you have the the giant snake from the um is it zero or one it happens in a mansion though it does that happens in the mansion um but there's all of the creatures plus if you're doing a blend of the first and second games and you're going to have Jill in there, are you going to have Nemesis in there? Are you going to have Mr. X? Are you going to have Tyrant? That's three big villains right there. Mm -hmm. Because Birkin, who is on that poster, turns into Tyrant when, um, because, uh, you know, he's going to, um, Birkin's going to sell the G-Virus to the U.S. government. And Umbrella's like, no, you will not. And they go to kill him, and he injects himself with the G-Virus, turning him into the tyrant. And then you have Mr. X, who goes after Leon and Jill, or um, Leon and Claire in part two. And you have Nemesis, who goes after Jill and all the STARS members in part three to try to, like, cover up what Umbrella did. So I I'm curious, are we going to see them? Again, that's too many... Uh, I, I know villains. it's a lot. That's what I'm saying. It's a lot. 
but you can't just leave them out yeah at the same time like that's the problem with this is if you do a blend of the first two like it's not enough time to tell the story you know what i mean yep i think it almost would make more sense if the first movie was just about the mansion and you can do you know the the prologue of the movie in the first 10 20 minutes is about you know people who live in the mountains and on you know back roads and stuff zombies find their way into their home and it is about all the weird murders and it's like a weird x-files kind of thing like what the hell is going on here and then you make your way to bravo team and then alpha team finding them and into the mansion and all of you know and then you can end the story that way i just i'm i'm really 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 curious to see how they handle this like hybrid of the first two games that's my big question and that's what keeps kind of rolling around in my head yeah i think i hope they just name drop these people show them but not tell the story you hope you know they I mean? do that i i hope they just like all these characters right here they're a com- combination of resident evil one and two i hope they they i hope that they just name drop them yeah but and I still know, focus on the mansion i know that like people who go to see the movie may not be diehard fans of the game so they probably don't care about every single backstory of every single character and every single thing that led up to umbrella becoming umbrella and every single thing that led up to them finding the progenitor virus and the g virus and then making the t they you know what i mean normal everyday people who are just going to see a good horror movie probably don't care yeah and that's me being like the diehard resident evil fan that's like but i want to know more i want to know more show me this show me this show me this show me this which is why I think they should stick with the mansion because the mansion is just is I mean it's scary enough. Right. Like, I agree. They with don't that. they don't have to jump in and show all these other things that are happening. They just yeah. they just stick with the mansion and all the freaky shit that's going on in there and you'll be fine. Yep. I completely agree. Um couple of things that I really want to see and I know we kind of briefly talked about this. What we want to see um my number one thing and I you know as I thought about this all day um and I actually on the way to work I have like, you know, 50 minute hour drive to work every day. And I actually was listening to um, a lot of like the the Resident Evil storyline just to like refresh me and just kind of like kind of get ideas bouncing in my head. Um, I want to see practical gore, practical mm. effects. I don't want to see CGI gore and CGI monsters. I really don't. And I know we're living in a day and age where there's going to be CGI stuff in there. I know. But, you know, did you see World War Z? I did. I actually really enjoy that movie. I think the storyline of that movie is phenomenal. I really, really, really genuinely enjoy it. But the zombies were so, so CGI'd in that movie. I think the reason why they were so scary is because they ran, like, fast. I mean, yeah. You had, like, every single one of those people that got bitten by the zombies... Bro, they were fucking track stars for some reason. They were. They just and ran it, fast. That's what made it scary. Even in 28 Days Later, in that Danny Boyle film, I mean, I don't know. For me, like, I don't think there, was, there wasn't a point in watching World War Z where I felt scared. I mean, there's points where it's like, oh, like, whoa, yeah. Like, that was that was good one. That was a good one. Yeah. But there's something about practical effects. I mean, if you look at, like, the old George Romero films, 
Um, I mean, even Night of the Living Dead was in black and white, but the practical effects still work. It's still, it still works. I mean, and then Dawn of the Dead and Day of the Dead. And even in the Return of the Night, or the Return of the Living Dead series, practical effects look good and you can mm-hmm. make it look really good. But for, I, I just, I don't know, CGI'd, man, if it's too much CGI, it just looks wrong. It takes me out of the movie. Like, you know, what I was saying, World War Z, there wasn't a moment where I felt really scared. Mm-hmm. Have you seen 28 Days Later? Yes. Like that, that one was movie, decently. I have to say that movie legitimately scares the shit out of me. Wholeheartedly, that movie scares me because it's not it's not CGI. They're so like the way the people move in that, it's so like wild and crazy. It's just like like you almost don't even have time to react. Like it's just they still run, but it's not that CGI weirdness. You know what I mean? Yeah. So I don't know. I you may disagree with me on that. I really want to see practical effects. For, no, I I agree with the, you. I think at practical least, effects because as you can see with The Walking Dead, I mean that's worked perfectly yeah. over the years, and yeah. uh, again, like they could totally pull that off. I, I I just don't I don't think CGI is gonna work as well, but it's gonna practical effects gonna be hard whenever if they end up bringing up all these other like um, T virus monsters, like those are gonna be right. hard to well, do. Well, yeah, yeah, and I mean I know the monsters obviously have to be some CGI. I know that, but I mean mm-hmm. I really I really mean for the zombies, um, and that kind of leads me into my next point here is I want to see zombies done right. I'm real particular about my zombies, man. I really am. I'm particular. Yeah, I'm sure. I'm sure that was a great conversation starter in your on your first day with Julius. Just saying. It was. You ask her, "What's your type of zombie? Like, what do you like? Do you like runners? Do you like fanatics, or are you just like slow ones? Like, I'm a judgey right now. And whatever you Which answer, zombie apocalypse story would you be the most scared in? Exactly. But what what kind of zombie are you wanting? I I don't I just I want it to be like the game. I want them to be slow moving gross infected people that's you know that that's it i want it to be a classic zombie i don't want to see anything crazy um i just i want it to be original i want it to be classic i want to see practical effects and makeup i don't want to see cgi you know decay and blood and stuff like that it it, and you know i know it worked for world war z it just i think in something like this where it's more of an intimate darker storyline Mm-hmm. I think you have to go practical, at least for the zombies. because And I know that gets hard when you have 200 zombie extras. That's a lot. That's a lot of makeup to, you know what I mean? That's a lot of makeup to do. You know, I mean, they've talked about that on The Walking Dead before, about how much makeup time that is, you know? But I, I want to see good zombies. Um, we already talked about this. I want to see characters that actually matter. I don't want to see throwaway mm-hmm. characters. Like Chris and Leon and Paul W.S. Anderson's series. I just, I didn't like their portrayal. I didn't like how they handled those characters. I, I just, I felt like, I, I felt like they were a waste, really. They were just there to be there. I don't want to feel like any of these characters are just there to be there. They've name dropped them on the poster already. They've already shown us that they're going to be in the movie. I want them to matter throughout the movie. And even if you kill them, make their death matter, if that makes sense. Yeah. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So, um, 
and I just I hope they explore the uh, the Resident Evil lore a little bit more, which I know we you know we've been talking about that. I'm I'm recycling a little bit now, but I I want them to explore the lore a little bit more, um, and I think that's going to be hard doing that with um, a cross between one and two because that's a lot of lore you got to get through in a pretty reasonably short amount amount of time. So. Unless they do like a mini series like with HBO Max's Justice League. That's true. Yeah, which I think that's probably, I honestly, I think that's what they should do, man. I I like the idea of a movie, but I, agree. I think the Resident Evil thing could, which is a hot take for me. I think the Resident Evil should have just been like an HBO Max TV show. I, I, I would be okay with it. I, I don't know if I would not want Netflix doing it. I don't think I'd want Netflix I don't either. to do it. I think <laughs> I'm Netflix not would be too like, I don't know. I think Netflix would screw it up. But I think something like HBO, like HBO just picked up The Last of Us. And I think that's the mm-hmm. perfect place to do a Last of Us series. Because if you put it on cable, they can't do it justice. But if you put it on Netflix, it's not going to be, Netflix is going to like, I don't know, do something stupid with it. So HBO is the perfect, like, they'll be dark, they'll be gritty. They have the money to put behind it to make it, you know, because that, I mean, something like that takes money. I think Resident Evil, where Resident Evil would get iffy in a TV show is if in the monsters and stuff, like when you get into Nemesis and when you get into the tyrants and things like that, then Resident Evil would get a little, I don't know, it'd get a little weird because that's a lot of, you know, even in four and five, if, I mean, if they were really to continue it past the Raccoon City incident and things like yeah. that, which I assume they would, um, I mean, that's that's a lot. <laughs> that's a lot of, uh, I mean, like we said, that's a lot of CGI. That's a lot of practical stuff. That's hey, a man. whole lot of work going into that. It would be like their new Game of Thrones. I'm just saying. It could be. It really could be. Because in I, Game I of Thrones, they, they pretty much... They can do. They can do zombies. They can. They can do that. And I showing that they can. I don't know. I I don't. I don't disagree with you. I know you said that's a hot take, but I I really don't completely disagree. I think that Resident Evil would work as a TV show, and I think it yeah. could be really well done. And because honestly, remember- if this, I mean, I don't know. I have high hopes for this. I probably have higher hopes than I should for this. But if this movie blows, I think they need to take it and do a TV series. They need to run with it that way. Yeah, I remember they. I remember people used to be fearful of things going to tv shows because they thought it was just going to be dumb that's not the case anymore if because like with all these yeah. uh streaming services getting picked up and they're making episodes mm-hmm. like it i mean those i mean those are clearly working if you like a wandavision game of thrones or walking dead like those work i completely agree do you think we'll see sequels from this movie probably i'd say without a doubt i'm almost certain there there, there will be a definite sequel but it's just a matter of how far the rabbit hole they'll go in regards to uh, making a sequel if it doesn't succeed. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. Like, yeah. you know, like this one will be in the theaters, but then if it doesn't, but if it fails, they'll try a sequel in the theaters. But if that fails, then they'll just start making the straight to DVDs mm-hmm. or straight to streaming service. You know what I mean? Yeah. What would be cool is if they took, if they took this movie and then they adapted all of the games, like if they adapted four if they adapted five if they adapted six and then you know on to even seven now where we are that'd be kind of cool just like mm-hmm. it's fun one-offs um where you keep it serious you keep it dark you keep it gritty but you can tell that story on the big screen i'll tell you what something else that kind of came to my mind was 
you know, how cool would it be if, you know, I was just, I was trying to find a way to like synthesize in my mind, like how, how this movie could play out because they're trying to shove so much in, you know, what if the prologue is the Arclay Mountain stuff, the, the cannibalistic murders happening, um, you know, the, the T-virus is obviously out. They don't know that yet, but Bravo team goes in, um, their helicopter crash lands, and then you get the, you know, the title drop, Resident Evil, after all of that craziness happens, and then you get Alpha team coming in, finding them. You spend the meat of Act 2 of the movie at the mansion, and then the beginning of Act 3, you find out about Wesker, um, you know, deceiving them, and you have the Birkin thing that happens, where Birkin becomes Tyrant, and you can have them fighting Tyrant and all, just all those kinds of things. And then towards the end of Act 3, you skip ahead to two months later, where Jill and Chris and you introduce Leon, you introduce Claire, you introduce all of these, you know, all the characters like together in Raccoon City where the outbreak is starting and you end the movie on some crazy, massive, like chaotic, the city is falling apart cliffhanger with the Raccoon City incident. That would work. That would be kind of cool. The only issue with that is they've name dropped Leon and Claire and Chief Irons, which means the Raccoon City incident is going to have a little bit more play in this than I think my scenario would go down. You know what I mean? I agree with your theory on how the movie should go. That's pretty much the best way I can think about it. Yeah, That helps it from just telling the story of the mansion and then cliffhanging all the way up until uh, Raccoon City, at which point then they'll do the sequel for Raccoon City. Yeah, and I mean, that that's that not going to happen because they – they're going to make Leon and Claire more of a, a main role. I think I really do or else they wouldn't have, if Leon and Claire were only going to be in the last like 15, 20 minutes of the movie, I don't think they would have plastered their name at the top of that poster. I know, you know it's I mean? fact but they did. Yeah. So I, I think they're going to play more of a role and it, it, I really get a feeling it's going to be more of a blend between the first game and the second game and the mansion incident and the raccoon city outbreak which again, they take place like a month and a half, two months apart from each other. So, ah. <laughs> ah, yeah. That's all I can say. But Ever guys, since this poster came out. Yeah. Guys, we want to know what you have to say about Resident Evil. What do you think the movie's going to be? Let us know your theories. Let us know your thoughts, your comments. Please, if you would, tweet at us at we Talk the Movies. Um, if you're watching on YouTube, leave us a comment here. Again, let us know what you think. We're trying to build this community. We want to know what you think always with our content well, episodes drop every monday evening at 8 p.m eastern standard time we also drop standalone videos on wednesday and friday and we will talk to you guys soon peace peace